this third Sunday of Advent is what we call Gaudaute Sunday, which is to say it's a Sunday and that word stands for rejoice. That's why we light the, we light the rose candle, we wear rose vestments. It's a time where we, we, it's getting very close to the end of this particular season of preparation a season of penance where there's that college on the Baptist that is still calling us to repent of the things that get in the way between us and God. We're called to kind of relax from that just a little bit and have a, a, allow our hearts to be, to be risen. And yet I found it kind of a little odd this week as I was reflecting on the scripture passages that in order to, to really kind of make this, this point the church offers us this moment where John the Baptist, the cousin of our Lord, John the Baptist from prison, is struggling with doubt. Now, I think it's really important, and I, and I love, I've come to love this particular passage, especially on this day, because we may look at this moment of John and think, ah, how is that joy-filled? But we need to look at it. All of us need to look at it because we've been there. Maybe not from prison, but let's just walk through this. This is the same guy, his cousin. This is the one whom from his birth we knew was going to be special. Born of Mary's cousin Elizabeth, we knew from the very beginning this guy had a calling. And he would grow. And he would start proclaiming and, and, and preaching this baptism of repentance. He would, be, he would just continue, you know, he would take on the religious authorities of the time. And he would call them to, to truly live out and to be people who would live the word of God at a deeper level. And to not simply hang their hat on the fact that <laughs> I've made my rank in the church. Right? No, he would tell them, no, you've got to keep yourself right with God. This is the same guy who, when Jesus finally comes to receive the baptism and to change the baptism that he's offering, would hear the voice from heaven say, this is my son. Listen to him. This guy, this, who would know and he would tell his disciples, he must increase, and I need to decrease. He would have that experience in prison, hearing about everything Jesus is doing, but he's in a moment of suffering. Things aren't quite working out as fast as he wanted. He's downcast, and he finds himself in that moment telling his disciples, go to Jesus and ask him, are you the one, or should we be looking for someone else? Because you don't seem to be the one right now. Who hasn't been there in their spiritual journey? I have. I've struggled with that. Not today, but I've been there. And maybe one of you is kind of there tonight, maybe. But I'll guarantee you one thing. All of us have that person in our life. 
We can name them. We know who they are. And this is to these this is this is the reality of this particular this passage that I find so beautiful. Because it gives us a tool. It gives us a tool that we as, as church and as the body of Christ need to realize that we have. Jesus, knowing his cousin, sends back his disciples with a very simple task. Go and tell John what you see and hear. Go and tell him. The blind see. The deaf hear. Lepers are cleansed. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news preached to them. Go tell him that. John will, that will put John back on, on track. That will feed his soul. But so many of us, when we sit there, we, you know, when, we, when we find ourselves in those moments of desolation, when we find ourselves in spiritual turmoil, we, we, we think we're just somehow, we're, we're bad in our religion, we're bad in our, with our relationship with God. And this is what's, what's beautiful about this passage too, is that as soon as Jesus sends his disciples off to go help John out, he sits there and talks about John to everyone who's left behind. And he's not sitting there going, oh, poor John. John's a mess. He's a total wreck. And you all need to pray for him. No. He sits there and goes, what did you go out to the desert to see? Why did you go out there? Why did you go out? Did you go out, just to, did you go out to see because he's one awesome dude? You bet you did. You went out there because he's a prophet. He's a prophet squared away. He's one of the top. He, this guy had a huge mission. John is huge. Jesus does not sit there and, and, and worry about John's state of his heart. He sits there and he knows who John is and he knows that John is totally 100% a part of this mission. And I sit there and I think in this, in this Advent context, in this third Sunday of Advent, you know, for the first two weeks, I, we really have been, we've been listening to Saint, uh, about John the Baptist. We've been, we've been hearing about, you know, the need to kind of prepare the way of the Lord. And that, that preparation needs to happen in our hearts. I believe this third Sunday of Advent equips us with the capacity to help us prepare the way of the Lord in someone else. Yes, we can actually have the capacity to help prepare the way of the Lord for someone else. How are you going to do that, Father? Well, by doing exactly what the Lord told us. St. Peter would say in his first letter, always be ready to give the reason for your hope. Be ready. And there's all too often where somebody is in need and they need that spiritual reality and, and what you know, they come to you and they're like, and they're, they're, they're struggling and they're in that distressed moment and all we can come up with is you've got to go talk to Father Sean. But they came to you. They came to you. And so what's the reason for your hope? What's the reason that puts you here tonight? 
What's the reason that you, you know, are getting excited to celebrate this great feast? Come up with that answer. Because you might just be called to give it. And it doesn't matter what the results of that answer is going to be. Our world just really, really, really needs somebody with that message. Somebody who can sit there and say, oh, no, 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 no. I know, I know he doesn't seem like he's, he's working. I know it doesn't seem like he's paying attention, but he is. He is with us. Emmanuel is with us right now. And he is bigger than this particular problem you're dealing with. Two times this week, as I've gone through the vicariate hearing confessions, I had to remind somebody of that. Somebody who's, you know, the sacrament of reconciliation just cannot believe that God, God could ever forgive them. And I would sit there and stop and say, stop and look at that cross. Look. All right, do you really believe that the sin you committed is bigger than what happened on that cross? And both times the person said, no, the cross is bigger. Yes, it is. Don't ever forget that. It's bigger. But we all go through those moments where we get out of whack. I've been there. I hope not. It's not going to happen soon. But I'll probably go there again where for some reason life gets you into such a situation where all of a sudden the cross gets smaller and my problems get bigger. It's not the reality, but it's how I feel. And that's what I'm going to need you to help me prepare the way. And that's how we do this together. I might have to reach out to you someday and say, why are you keep going? And I hope you'll tell me. I really hope you'll tell me. Because Jesus is giving us a gift in his response to John's disciples. Don't worry. Just go tell them what you see in here. And with what God's done with me in my life, I've got chapters I could continue talking to you about to try to raise your hope. And giving a little effort and taking our eyes off of the negativity to focus on how incredibly blessed we are and have been along the way. We too can be messengers of that great gift. So be ready. This preparation day is preparing us to help someone else. And we arose today because we want to help them move just a little bit away from the darkness into a brighter light. <laughs>